Barry Sanders did walk through that door, but the Lions still lost. Why did the Rams kick a field goal as time expired when they were down by 10? The XFL and the USFL are merging? We will at least be talking about some of these things next on Around the Couch. Wow. Well, I'm interested in that last one, Ando. Thank you. Well, welcome everyone to Around the Couch, an NFL podcast brought to you by the DVR Podcast Network. My name is Axel. I'm here, of course, with Andy, whose voice you heard, and Brett. Brett, say hello to everyone, please. Hello, NFL fans. The Falcons are 2-0, baby. Rise up, Atlanta. Let's fucking do this. Yeah, baby. They're partying at the Regal Beagle. Solo's in a hot kitchen. And speaking of that, you can, uh, if you are a fan of us chatting, you can uh, dial on over to Daily DVR, where I uh, talk to Solo for uh, about an hour and a half about his times in the Czech Republic. Actually, I think I already put it on this feed, but go over to Daily DVR anyway, because we did spend about an hour talking football, where we talked about the Cowboys and the Jets. We covered that game, talked a little bit about the season so far, and then we kind of went into uh, the o- the 0-2 and the 2-0 and teams and our opinions on that. So you can check that out over on Daily DVR. You can also go over to DVRpodcast.com and of course, become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. Here we are. Week two is over. Andy, any overall thoughts on the weekend? Did you enjoy yourself watching football? I did, but I still, I, my biggest takeaway is I still don't have a clue what the hell is going on. There's so, you, you and Heath talked about it a little. I heard most of the podcast and you guys talked about it a little bit. Some of the 0 and 2 teams and the 2 and 0 teams, it's, I don't know what the hell. I don't even know what to make of anybody. I kind of figured by the end of week two, we would have an idea. But besides about two or three teams, I really have no idea. So it was still a fun week of football, a lot of crazy games. I think I counted 10 games that either the it was either the underdog win or the favorite did not cover the spread, which 10 out of 16 is a huge number, a lot kind of unpredictable, which is fun. So I don't know. I enjoyed it, though. Fun week. Yeah. How about you, Brett? I mean, it's just you don't know who's good and who's not this this early in the season. I feel like it happens every year. We, we know the stat about the turnover of the playoff teams every year. It's like five or six teams every year that make the playoffs that didn't make the playoffs the previous year. And a lot of that, you know, gets started in the early season. I know the stats about you start, if you start 3-0, and you have whatever – percentage chance of making the playoffs but if you're 0 and 3 it drop you know 0 and 3 is just so much different than like 1 and 2 and so we're right there in the in the first couple games where you know 2 and 0 teams you feel good 0 and 2 teams you're starting to get nervous but i mean it could, anything can change in one week i mean it's any, any given sunday here so uh you know yeah i'm, I'm in the same boat um I'm feeling good about the Falcons. I know there's three 2-0 teams in the NFC South. I still don't think it's a very good division, but <laughs> on paper, it looks like one of the strongest football. divisions. Right. I mean, so, you know, the, the Bengals are 0-2. Uh, the Bills are only 1-1. I mean, and these are supposed to be with Super Bowl contenders. It's just it's just too early to tell anything. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think most about Sunday, the thing that stood out for me was actually spending the day watching football with my son and talking to him about it. He's really been getting into football 
And this week he was like, dad, when are you going to watch the games? And I was like, well, I'm going to start watching when they begin at 10 a.m. here on the Pacific coast. And I'm also going to be in your uh, hangout room that you are usually in. So you're either watching the games with me or you can go outside and do something. And he was like, I guess I'm, I'm watching the games with you, dad. Of course I wanted to do that anyway. Uh, so we watched all day, all the way up through the New England Dolphins game, uh, or I should say New England Miami game. And at the end of it, he turned to me and he said, Dad, that was a lot of football. And I was like, you're right, <laughs> motherfucker. Try doing that for 30 years, your whole goddamn life. Um, but we had a lot of fun. He learned a lot. He was into it. And uh, yeah, it's, you, I mean, look, yeah, it's only week two. It's going to be a while, I think, before you really start seeing what teams are really great, really bad. But so far, like Heath and I were talking about, I just, I'm very impressed by um, the Dallas Cowboys. They totally dismantled my Jets. 49ers. Is it that they didn't have a great game, or is it that the Rams are actually better than people think? I'm starting to think the Rams are better than people think. Um, maybe that's why McVeigh came back, right? A lot of people thought he was going to leave the team, right? And and I inaccurately thought that Matt Stafford's wife told me that he was retiring. But, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. We'll see. All I know was it was very fun. It was, it was a lot of great catches, a lot of great defense. Sad that it ended with such a massive injury to Chubb. Um, yeah. And again, I applaud Monday Night Football for not initially showing it because I don't really need to see it. That's a sad thing. But that game was a lot of fun, too. There were just there were a lot of tight games. It was very fun. At one point, I think I texted in our text chain and I was like, yo, is it, it's like every game is within like, you know, seven points and the giants came back, you know, there were comebacks. There were two overtime games at the same time. Um, yeah, it was, I had a good time. It was fun. Yeah, it was, uh, I actually had a, speaking of that Monday night game, and this is kind of a crazy, I had a friend of mine that occasionally listens to the podcast texted me the last with, not counting the Saints Monday night game, the last four Monday night games, Chubb had the injury, Rodgers had his injury, Demar Hamlin, <gasps> Kyler Murray ACL. Oh wow, wow, yeah. The, the like the the the, mess, the tweet was like, "Is Monday night football cursed?" I thought that was kind of crazy. I mean, I, it's obviously not cursed, but just a crazy sequence of events for injuries. Yeah. That's too bad. You never you never want to see that, of course. And in the case of Aaron Rodgers, you doubly don't want to see it if you're me. But um yeah. Well, we'll and, see what and if you're Fox or ESPN or all the other networks that cuz I think we get to watch Zach Wilson what six times on national TV uh, this year. No, they are definitely flexing the Jets out of all of those <laughs> games, folks. There's no I fully expect that the Jets will play maybe one more primetime game on a Thursday or something. But <laughs> well, they don't it. flex until late in the year. So some of those games, 
I don't know when they are, but I don't think you flex until like December. Nope. I, I actually, I think they can, I think remember last year they were doing some of them early. I think they can actually flex the earlier games. Maybe it's not too early, but. Mm. Oh yeah. There is a new rule this year. They can flex yeah. Thursday night games as well, mm -hmm. but I think it's like a 30 day notice or something. There you go. Well, Aaron Rodgers ain't walking through that door in 30 days, folks. Even though so, he Axel, thinks so. I know you guys, you, you and he have talked about this a little bit, but would you would you want to make a trade? Like, especially since you got you're gonna get that pick back from the from the Packers. Would you want to trade like say if Kirk Cousins waived his no trade clause? Would you want to trade for Kirk Cousins if you had to get up a first or second round pick? Um I think maybe on Facebook. Yeah, he did. And I don't think we really talked about it. What's that? Yeah, Manny what? asked that question on Facebook, too. Oh, um, okay. That's a tough question. First of all, Kirk Cousins could have come to the Jets and he turned us down and Minnesota paid him less money. So yep, I remember that. I don't oh, know if Kirk Cousins. You, Kirk. Yeah, I don't know if he wants to come to New York. But it's and that's later why, in that's his why career. I don't know if he and that's why I don't know if he would waive his no yeah. trades clause because he does like from everything everybody he always says about this he does like it here but yeah I mean Dalvin Cook is there now he's played with Cook before I mean there's a few connections there yeah but I I mean look would I want Kirk Cousins to be the do I think he's better than what the Jets have yes <laughs> well, it, yes. without a doubt. <laughs> right but joe namath might be better at this point i would rather play this year out try to get i don't want to trade any picks unless it's like fifth round or later or something i don't trade i would rather and i don't i don't want to trade any play honestly i don't know what to do at this point because i think aaron Rodgers is going to come back um I think that the Jets could also be in a position to draft a quarterback in the first round next year. And next year is going to be a great year for quarterbacks, if I understand that correctly, according to the love yes. seat. Yes, um, that is 100%. The, the quarterback income and quarterback yeah. class, is, I think I saw something that said there's 10 projected starters at least in the NFL coming out of the college class next year. So, so. I'm down. Hey, guess what? We're going to have a pick in the top 10, folks, <laughs> if uh, Zachy still plays. Um, uh, I don't know. I think I would, hey, if they can like trade for like a third round for, I mean, but I, I think once I think of the quarterback, I'm like, he's too good. They're going to want more or what are you going to do that for a year? Are they going to come up with a new plan? Is it going to be someone that, knows well, the type of offense you know but it's just that's part of why that's part of why cousins tough. would fit perfectly because cousins is a free agent after this year the vikings have not extended him hey so it would be a one-year that's what i mean i don't want the vikings to trade cousins but i could see why people a lot of people in minnesota that are the anti-cousins people are saying trade him to the jets trade him to the jets but because it fits in a couple different ways but i don't know if you would want to go Who's there so it doesn't really Andy? matter um it's um well it's either the guy from uh they drafted a rookie from BYU, and like in the fifth round, that actually got a lot of play in the preseason. But he's the third string, and I cannot remember who this. Why am I blanking on the second string quarterback right now? Um, it's somebody that's actually played a little bit. Let me look it up. I just I just can't remember. Vikes uh, Mullins. Oh, Nick Mullins and Jaron Hall is the guy yep. you're talking about. 
Yeah, Hall is Hall is the guy from BYU. Yeah, so I mean, it would be a, it, it would be going right to rebuilding mode. But if the Vikings lose another two games, I don't know. And I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to try and push the Cousins thing. I just I'm I'm because the Jets seem like they have all the pieces except for the quarterback. It would cost him a high draft pick, Todd. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't oh. think they're going to do this. I just I think that they think that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back next year and they can draft a quarterback in the first round. And I I and they'll get maybe they can trade, maybe somebody wants Zach Wilson. Maybe they can swap him and like a fifth round or a third round or something. I wouldn't be too upset about that. But then again, like I said, any of the QBs I can think of are better than I think they can get. So I mean, I'd love to have Mike White back again or Teddy Bridgewater or just somebody that can at least kind of stand there, you know, but I guess I'm just going to be watching Zach. Do you know, how much, Zach. Do you know um, much, how much cap space the Jets have right now? If I remember the number that people were throwing out was somewhere between 7 and $15 million. but then again, we know that's all. Like, they can restructure and you know what I'm saying, yeah. but... Because Aaron Rodgers, that's another reason why I think he's coming back. He deferred most of his salary in next year. He has to, yeah. in, I think, in, make a good faith effort in some way to try to play or else they're not going to just, that's not all guaranteed money, I don't believe. Uh, I mean, I don't know the specifics intimately, but I don't know. I just, at this yeah. point, guys, I'm just going to hope that they give Brees the ball more. I'm going to watch the games and I'm going to pick the Jets probably to lose by a lot of points including this week to the new england patriots spoiler alert but let's go on to something more happy let's talk about the atlanta falcons okay how about yes. you talk about your 2-0 atlanta falcons brett wow wow that's fun that's... game we watched that one too that was a fun game that was very different from the first game uh the falcons looked better Really, on both sides of the ball, I would say. Um, Desmond Ritter looked better, for sure. He did throw his first interception of his career, um, like one of the first passes of the game. It was tipped, though, so I don't, or he, he was being hit at the same time, so it's it kind of bad luck. But he also threw two other balls that were right in the bread basket of the defender that should have been intercepted but were dropped. So... Um, you know, he's, he's still a little rough around the edges, but man, uh, the running game looked really good. Bijan is, is looking like a star in this league. I know it's only two games, but I'm going to pull up the stats here. Um, it was, it was, a it was a fun game. The, 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 it was last game. The Falcons won basically because they, they had three takeaways to the, to the Panthers zero. And they and they turned those into points, and it was a close game. In fact, the Panthers are up in the third quarter, even though the Falcons ended up winning by 14. This game was almost the opposite. Uh, they didn't have any takeaways, um, and they were down late, and they left a lot of points on the field too. Um, they had a goal line stand. The Packers had a goal line stand in the first quarter, which was a little embarrassing because it was like. A goal, you know, first and goal from the one, and they and they did three straight passes. You got a great running game to Tyler Algier and Bijan, and Tyler Algier had two touchdowns last week from like inside the five yard line. 
So the play calling was a little strange there. You had to settle for three. Um, so you de definitely uh, you had Koo miss an extra point in this game as well. Um, and you had a you had a touchdown with what was ruled a touchdown, a great catch in the back of the end zone where um, uh, what's his name? Harris uh, got his toes in and it's like he bound, he has his toes on the very back in inbounds. But like did did one of his heels come down out of bounds? It was like super, you know, slow mo zoom in replay. Yeah. And I think they ruled that his his heel, like you know, barely one of his heels barely touched out of bounds. I don't know. That was a tough. One. I thought it would have been inconclusive, and they would have kept kept it a touchdown on the field, but they did overturn it. So that was another four points. So it was like nine points the Falcons left on the field, um, but it didn't matter because they in the fourth quarter they just turned it on. Like the defense, they were down uh, twenty four to uh, let's see twenty four to twelve in the fourth quarter. And their defense was forcing three and outs at the same time that their offense was finally moving the ball. They ended up scoring three straight drives, including the very last uh, drive of the game. They were down by two, and they had the ball on the 23-yard line, I think. So it was like fourth and, and one. It would have been a 40-yard field goal. And you're still down by two at this point with about two minutes left. And Arthur Smith decided to go for it, and I liked it. Um, you know, you could have kicked the field goal to go up by one there and given them the ball back with about two minutes left plus two timeouts and the two-minute warning, you know. So they would have had plenty of time to drive down the field only down by one. And we – instead, he opted to go for it, gave it to Bijan. He got the, the first down easily because this guy, man, just give him the ball and he's going to make plays. He's yeah. he's really looking like the best player on the offense right now. He's awesome. One of the best players in the league right now, I think, on offense. Yeah, he's fantastic, yeah. man. He's so fun. So that 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 kind of iced the game a little bit. I mean, we still had to give the ball back to him, but they had zero timeouts with under a minute left and our defense, you know, made the stop again. So it's like it's so refreshing to see the defense step up in the fourth quarter. Um Ever since Dan Quinn has been the head coach, the Falcons have been notorious for blowing large fourth quarter leads. It's happened countless times. It's been so maddening to watch. And so a game like this is just very refreshing where we're actually down. And the reason we come back is our defense just shuts them down and we're able to score points all at the same time. So it was fun to watch. Um you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what it says for the rest of the year. Too early to tell. But just as far as just looking at the game by itself on an island, it's it was it was it was awesome. It was uh, it was you know great kind of back and forth game. I think the the Packers. I thought Jordan Love actually looked pretty good. I know. Um, I was going to say yeah. Give credit, Bobby. We know we were going to give credit to the Packers. Except for that last drive when he could have won the game. Well, the fourth uh, quarter. Correction, he, I will never give the Packers credit, but you guys can. <laughs> the fourth quarter, he had a terrible fourth quarter. But yeah, the first true. three quarters, Jordan Love looked yeah. like he could be a viable NFL quarterback. So they may have somebody there. Um, but and anyway. They were, without, yeah. they were without their best offensive weapon. Um, That's true, too. 
So, so that's what, it's hard to take. It's hard to uh, what to know what to take away from the game, you know, because yeah. they were decimated with injuries. The Packers were. So you know, but hey, I'll take it. Well, either way, that running game is so damn awesome. It, I mean, if the defense just plays half decent, that running game is going to control the ball. They, they're going to be in a lot of games, I think. Yeah. That that game was fun. And that, man, Bijan just looks like a superstar in the making. Dude, yes. Yeah, he really does. Yes. And there's some nice catches from London, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, London had, had a, uh, a goose egg in, in the first game. I think he had maybe one or two targets, but no catches. So he finally showed up here. But still, Kyle Pitts, what's he doing? What's going on, Kyle Pitts? Two two receptions for 15 yards. Well, yeah. But, see, the passing game is still a work in progress here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Pitts had a great catch in the first game that helped us win that game, helped a, a touchdown drive in the fourth quarter. So it's kind of like, I, you know, Hot and cold with with him right now. And I don't know if that's on him or if it's on Ritter or if it's on the offensive play calling. So they're still trying to figure all that out. But well, it looked like you know, to me because I looked to me like with Ritter, he just he just needs more time. He just like not time like time behind the line, just more more practice, more reps. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. And the offensive line has not played very well so far. It, it's mm. you know I. I expected a lot more out of them. Um, their run blocking has been pretty good, but their their pass blocking has not been that great so far. So it's not like Ritter's have had a lot of time to work with, you know, literally. It's really too bad they didn't bench Mariota sooner last year, so Ritter would have got more playing time last year. Yeah, I think that true. I think that would have paid some good dividends call. this year. Yeah, yeah, I know, and I've said that a lot, and I've said the, the fact that he didn't play in the preseason almost at all is also just very perplexing. I'll probably mm-hmm. keep saying that every week until <laughs> until he looks more polished. But you know, it is what it is, and we're at where we're at right now. All right, well, two and zero, baby. You can't complain about that shit. But you know what? Something you can complain about is being zero and two. So let's talk about Ando's team. <laughs> The Minnesota Vikings, who started off our week by being defeated 34 to 28. And it was not as close, I don't think, as that score portends. Hey, we, we covered the, they covered the spread. So that's true. That's that's a small victory, isn't it? God, that's true. You know, if if you would have told me after the second week of the season, Cousins would be second in passing and first in touchdowns, passing touchdowns in the NFL. And Jefferson would have been leading the league in receiving yards. I would have been happy, but it turns out when you turn the ball over four times a game, hard to win, especially against teams that went to the Super Bowl. I just, oh man, just frustration after frustration. The Jefferson fumbling into the end zone thing, and Madison. The Vikings only ran for oh, just the. I don't know. They. I don't think. I mean, I uh, I heard what uh, he said on your podcast saying the Vikings are bad. So don't think they're bad, but they're sloppy. Yeah. And when you turn the ball over this much, you can't win. There's a so, lot of this talent on the team. But yeah, you're right. When it's like when you're starting running back, quarterback, and wide receiver fumble to the, and, yeah. and it goes to the other team, you lose it. That's yeah. not good. That's that's yeah, like a bad day. It's it's sloppy. I mean, last week I complained because I said I didn't. I thought it was the lack of preseason because none of those players played in the preseason. 
And I mean, maybe some of that is still going on and maybe some of it's Philadelphia. I mean, there's Philly's a good team, but it's still not, the defense still is not looking, not look. I actually think the defense actually does look better than last year's defense, but last year's defense was putrid. So this, that's really not that big of a change. I just, I don't, it's, it's frustrating. And I mean, nine carries for 28 yards was the entire running attack. It's hard to win a game against a high powered offense when you have 28 yards rushing. I don't care how, how many, how good cousins looks or how good Jefferson looks. So it's, I don't, it's, it's just, it's frustrating, but I mean, I'm holding on to some hope because the NFC South might not be the worst division in football. The Vikings are still only half a game out of first place and the lions didn't exactly look like world beaters either. No. And the bears look bad. The jet, the Packers, I think are going to win some games, but they're, I mean, this uh, nine and eight might win this division pretty easy. So I'm not ready to throw out the bike. Cause like I said, the Vikings still have got some players. If they just clean things up, they could win some games, but I don't know. There's not a whole lot else to say about it that I can say. Cause it's just, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's like I said, without the turnovers, they would have won without a question. I mean, one of them was on a punt return. They had a big punt return that they fumbled on. The other one was on a, but like I said, the Jefferson fumbling through the end zone thing. So it's a 14 point swing. So I, I don't know. I'm just, just more frustrating. And I get more and more, get that feeling that I, we used up all of our luck last year, which I just keep thinking, you know, last 20, 2022 was so awesome. I just keep thinking that to myself to get me through some of these kind of weeks. So, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on the, uh, on my Vikings. Yeah, it is a weird one, but you do have to give credit to the Eagles running game. Um, and even yeah, though Swift Kirk, looked good, yeah, very good, and their offensive line is great. Mm-hmm. And even you know, Hertz was still you know, eighteen to twenty three, and um, he didn't look one, super awesome. But they, it, the you know, the Eagles, well, they're a good team. The thing, and the thing that I, the thing about the Eagles, I don't think their defense, I don't think looks as crisp as it did last year. I don't know what's going on there, but they wow. kind of, I mean. Like last year when the Vikings played the Eagles, the Eagles got up early and they put them away. And the Vikings were out of that game almost instantly. And this game, they kind of let them hung around. They let them, they didn't really, I mean, the, the the result was never really in question, but they didn't really slam the door like they had to do a bunch of teams last year. Yeah, well, we are reminded that the Eagles lost their offensive and defensive coordinators. And that's that could be a big deal coming off a Super Bowl, right? That's Being true. so so strong last year with such an easy record but having watched this whole game i have to say that stupid fucking push play needs to be outlawed if we Mm -hmm. want to talk about two things you were talking about the fumble out of the end zone is a turnover and uh uh, at the and you you get a touchback yep uh the other team i've always thought that you it should just be made a touchback for the team that fumbled the ball. Uh, But because it's out the back of the end zone, it's different than if it goes out of bounds. I don't know. To me, that's always been a weird rule. What do you think about that, Brett? Um, it's, it is pretty, uh, brutal. I, I feel like the, the punishment there. Um, I don't know how you would change it. I guess, one thing, like you said, you said touchback for the team that fumbled it, so they would yeah. they would get it There's on the no twenty. change of possession. Yeah. It's yeah, not I a like change that. of possession, but would it be first and first and ten from the twenty? I guess. 
or would it? Yeah, you'd get would it. You keep it down. Oh, no. I'd even, you like, know, I'd even be side. happy. I'd even be happy if it was first and goal from the twenty. I mean, it, you still get to keep the ball, even if it's yeah. do something crazy like that. Because well, yeah, maybe it's you continue the down. So if you fumble on second down, that's more what I was down thinking. Goal from the twenty or something. That's, that's like, yeah. That's more what I was thinking, Brett. That of like, okay. yeah, whatever down it was, it would just be you get the ball for. It's like a touchback. You get it from the twenty. So you just observe the kind of touchback rule and then you get it from the 20, but it's not a change of possession because to me, the change of possession is the weird thing. Now, I guess if you follow the logic, the end zone is the special area, right? Where all, where your drive ends. So you either score a touchdown or if you lose the ball and it goes through, the other team gets the ball back, right? Like it's some kind of, ultimate punishment because you're so but it seems like a dick move doesn't it it's like ah you were right there but it went into the end zone ha ha definitely it goes to the other team like i don't i I don't know i know the rule i don't know about the rule now about if you fumble the ball forward then they bring the ball back to where you fumbled it from. If it's any other part of the field right and you fumble the ball forward out of bounds yeah you can't advance the the fumble yeah so why wouldn't they just you fumbled the ball clearly it obviously is forward to get through the end zone compared think, to where you lost yeah. possession. So just move it back to where you lost possession, which would be the one yard line or the half yard line or whatever. That, that that's what would happen if it had gone out the other way instead of forward, right? If it mm-hmm. had just yeah. gone out at the one, he lost they would have the ball there. But because yeah. that special zone, right? And it, I think it kind of, it's a bit of a throwback rule, right? And I think it maybe has something to do also with where the goalposts used to be. I don't know if I'm correct about that, but I think the rule might be because remember the goalposts used to be in front of the end zone? Yeah, on the zero yeah. on the goal line. So that's, yeah, so that, exactly. So that's like the zero line. So it's something like you lose you've lost it completely, right? Like you lose the ball, but it's, I just, I would be okay if that, it's such an infrequent thing. And when it happens, it just serves as like a fuck you to the team that fumbled. I don't really, I don't know that it's earned, you know? So even though, Hey, it's benefited. Punishment is not that the crime. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would be for changing that. And I like, I kind of like the rule that Andy said where it's first and goal from the 20. That's not like yeah. it. I mean, something, why not change and do something unique? I mean, it would, I it like would be because it, it still is a punishment because you yeah. got to go way the hell back, yeah. but you're, I mean, you're still in field goal range. You're still. Yeah. But you don't lose possession. Yeah. Which is the real killer there, right? Like you just, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's devastating. Mm-hmm. That's just a devastating thing to happen. Yeah. Um, I also agree with you that they need to outlaw that stupid rugby push. Yeah, it's so dumb. Fuck. I hate that. It's just stupid, man. It really is stupid. I don't. They really. You, you, he, no one. If they can push that far and nobody comes up behind him, I don't have a problem with it. It's that those guys fan out back and push him from behind. Mm-hmm. Well, That's I thought- the issue. I thought we talked about this last year that that there is actually a rule against that. Yeah. It's just never enforced. There oh, is. that's right. You know what? We looked it up. Yep. 
you can't pick an offensive lineman can't pick up a running back and and <laughs> carry him down the field right like you're not or a wide receiver or anything you're not allowed to aid like physically aid the runner like that you're not supposed to be able to push people or do any of that kind of stuff because then it sets up whole plays like that where the whole point of the play is for you just to push a smaller person which is weird. It's like it's I hurt. feel like they could <laughs> they could emphasize that and start throwing that flag if they wanted to. They yeah. probably wouldn't do it in the middle of the year, but maybe preseason or if someone makes enough noise in the next preseason they could start throwing that. Yeah. It would it be like a five a five yard uh something, five yard penalty or something well, for that? Um what yeah, may I I don't know. I think it's going to have to be a person. That's why I'm like seeing the Eagles are playing the uh, Patriots this week, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, isn't that true? No, aren't the Patriots oh. playing the Jets? Oh, oh, that's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's after that they play the Patriots. Eagles are playing the Bucks. The Eagles are playing the Bucks. Oh, I was thinking Tom Brady on, on my mind. Because um, I was thinking it's got to be like some coach or someone who challenges it, right? Or yeah. there has to be like a precedent where that's shown to be illegal or something on the field, but they had a chance to change the rule and they didn't. But then I thought when they didn't change the rule, I thought, okay, so everyone else is going to do that. And I've seen a couple teams try to do this, but it is kind of specifically that it's become the Philly special now. Well, you I just think like part of that just because Hertz is so damn big and strong. I mean, his True. arms or his legs are bigger than our waists. Yeah. So, I mean, he's strong. I mean, those other quarterbacks might be get a little brittle if they get guys they pushing might, from every direction. True. Zach Wilson would get crushed. Yeah, that's like, what mommy, I mean. Mommy, help! <laughs> help me, Mommy! Um, all right, gentlemen. You've talked about your teams. You can listen to me talk about it on the uh, Daily DVR today with Solo. I'm looking at some of these other games. Does anybody want to... Uh, do you want to dive into some of these other games and chat a little bit, or do you want to kind of cover them through our picks? Is there anything, any game in particular? I don't, I mean, we might point out the uh, Ravens Bengals game, which I think was, uh, even though the score is 27, 24, I think it, the, the Ravens really controlled this game the entire time. Um, and I, I felt, I feel like, like Solo and I talk about the Bengals are in trouble. And the and uh, Ravens look pretty good, though I don't know if they're awesome. But Lamar had a very strong game, and that's good to so see. Did the, the Bengals, just, I didn't, that was one game I didn't see any of. So Burrow and company just looked completely inept or what, again? No, not completely inept. They seem to be getting back a little bit. Burrow seemed to be getting back his stride a little bit here and there. But then towards the end of the game, it looked like he re-aggravated his injury to his oh. calf. Um, and that was kind of that. But um, that was, I didn't see a ton of that game either. Uh, that was pretty, but I was trying to do the the four box thing. That's like, it's too much. <laughs> I can't pay attention to all that shit. The bills look good though. Shout out to Kellum um, and Gail. The bills looked real good. I, I was able to catch that out of the corner of my eye. The Giants with that comeback, that was a lot of fun. Danny Dimes, that was a good comeback. 
Um, the uh, the game that super surprised me that I didn't think it, I was going to like it at all, and it, I was just kind of half paying attention in the second half. Last night, that Saints-Panthers game actually ended up being a damn fun game. Yeah. The last quarter and a half. I think even, uh, oh, what's his name? I thought Bryce Young actually showed some signs of life in the end of that game where he might be, he, I don't know, he, he started, he was looking, he, was, he didn't look completely lost by the end of the game, if that makes sense. I, don't, yeah. I thought that was a really fun game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I still don't like the way they spoil it in the corner. That's kind of annoying <laughs> to me. But Get a piece of tape and put it on the bottom of your TV. You'll be yeah, fine. That's right. I'll, that's what I'll do. Thank you, Andy. I'll get a, <laughs> a big piece of tape on my TV. Um, do we even need that ticker at the bottom of the no, ESPN anymore? No, we all I mean, have why don't phones. they just get rid no. of that dumb thing? Everybody's got a phone. Yep. I agree with you, Brett. It's. I think they just sell advertising on it, so they keep it. You know, I think the only reason to keep it, and maybe they should just have a separate channel just for bars. Yeah, that's true. the only time I ever watch those things. Yep. If I'm sitting in a bar or a restaurant or something, and I can't hear it, and I'll look at the ticker. That's the only time. So maybe there should be a ESPN bar app or a ESPN bar channel or something. I'm sure otherwise, they have numbers on it, right? And I, that's I bet a, they yeah. do. And gas stations, you know, all this kind yeah. of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That have it on, like what percentage it's worth keeping it on for the number of complaints. Or, I mean, I guess people like it. Yeah, I think it's totally dumb. Um, I did want to shout out the Washington Commies, Commanders, whatever you want to call them. The Washington football team being 2-0 and as well, beating the Denver Broncos. I didn't get to watch this game. Russell Wilson's stat line isn't terrible, but then I hear that he did some stupid shit. But I don't know. That's just what? maybe people don't like well, Russell threw, Wilson. Heard, but He threw three ahead, touchdowns in the first you know, 20 minutes of the, of the first half or something, and they were up 21 to three, and they were like, in total control of the game and then like six like six minutes left in the in the first half they're driving again they're they're already in field goal range and he fumbles oh and they uh and washington gets the ball back ends up driving and like scores a touchdown on like a fourth down play and then like just that he like left the door just cracked open and then the commanders just bursted through it and ended up coming back yeah, I caught a little bit of that game on the radio of all places, and it's that's it sounded exactly like what you were saying, where Russ looked good in the first half and then just completely went into meltdown mode in the second half. Well, I like Sam Howell. Yeah. I like I like they get Washington gets these scrappy QBs, you know, and I kind of dig that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you look at the first downs. Denver was four of twelve on third down. That's not good. That's that's tough. That's tough. Um, all right, Andy, how did we? Do you know, this I got. I, I do have to say one other thing. I know you guys talked about this to death. Hit me. But I'm feeling very very confident in my NFC Super Bowl pick. Oh, the Cowboys looked fucking oh, awesome. God, I know. Tell I me don't. About it. I, I don't think you even need to feel bad about the Jets losing that game because the Cowboys are. They are fired on all cylinders right now. That defense, the, only, the offense looks good. Like they're not, they don't look like they're mistake prone in the defense. And Micah Parsons, I mean, holy shit, that guy is a, he took a whole nother step up after last year. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. I keep on thinking about him just run, walking around the defense, just walking around while everybody's playing offensive, offensive linemen are like, Hey, I'm blocking. Michael Parsons is like, Oh, I'm just going to go around here. What's up? It's, 
That's exactly what happened when they destroyed the Vikings last year. Yeah. Parsons looked like he was just out for a stro- Sunday yeah. afternoon stroll. Just hanging out. He looks yeah. like he's playing a different game. You know, it's yeah. like Matrix shit where... Yeah, he's moving in slow yeah. motion. or Everybody else is in slow motion and he's full speed. Yeah, crazy. So anyways, I just had to get one little thing about the Cowboys because goddamn, they look good. I hate, I'm hate. i not a huge Cowboys fan. I, I've come to appreciate them because of Heath, but damn, they looked good. They're scary. They did. So anyways, now we can move on, actually. I just had to get a little Cowboys in there for Solo. Well, take it away. How did we do? Well, last week, uh, we didn't, well, we were kind of all over the place. Like I said before, 10 teams, either the underdog won or the the favorite was not covered. So stuff was all over the place. Um, Solo won the week, nine and seven. Axel and I finished eight and eight. And Brett had a little, had some struggles, went five and 11. Okay. But uh, like, like Brett... Like you told us before this, before the net, the Monday night really brought you back into the brought you back up. So <laughs> I was three and eleven in the first fourteen games, yeah, and then that's... I won the Panthers and Steelers. Hey, you finished strong. That's all that counts, right? You got momentum for next week. Um, I did have three of the games where I, I was on Revis Island. I won three of those, so at least I, I have like bragging rights on that's three true. individual games. That, but that is outside of that, rights. it was very I bad. Like that. And there was there was still some other things like the uh, the um, what the heck was I going to say like that 49er I alluded to it in the cold open the 49ers Rams game where the 49ers had that thing covered and why did the Rams kick a field goal as time expired to get it to seven and the point spread is seven and a half mm-hmm. kind of fishy yeah I mean that's I don't know there was some weird things going on there and I think that's the Steelers I think that's the Czech mafia yeah that is oh got solo in the kitchen. <laughs> we can't talk about that. You better edit that part out. So otherwise, up the updated standings for the season. Axel is in first at 20 and 12. Solo is right behind at 19 and 13. And Brett and I are coming in. We're, we're just taking our time, and we're both five games back at 15 and 17. So All right. I got I to gotta get that distance between me and Solo. I got to kick his butt this week. Um <laughs> I did want to point out that the Chiefs covered, so that's yes. Well, it's because I, I didn't take them. Point that's that out. I can't pick the Chiefs right to save yeah. my life. Stupid yeah. Chiefs. Yeah, some of these games, but there were a lot of close games. Like you look at it: Chargers, Titans, twenty-seven, twenty-four; Ravens, Bengals, twenty-seven, twenty-four; Falcons, twenty-five, twenty-four. Some closies there. Yeah, the Giants, Commies. Yep, they're all close. Saints, Steelers. Those are all under five points again. Yeah, the Bears are bu- Bears, though. Hey, I'm getting a little bit excited about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that is going to be a fun game. Um, the Eagles versus the Bucks. Let's see. Are the Bucks good, or they just played like two of the worst teams? We'll see. It's probably well. The, I don't think the Vikings are one of the worst teams. Oh, that's true. I forgot it was the Vikings. I'm sorry, it's, Ando. The the Bears, though. I think they. I I unfortunately watched some of that game, and oh my god. Fields looks like he's regressed. Yeah, I don't think that don't, offense is working out for them, man. The changes they made are, I don't know. Let's see what they do. Yeah, they need to go back. Yeah, it's, it's it's not not pleasant. Nope. Well, are we ready to move on to the week two picks? Yeah, let's do it. We got sixteen games again. There's no buys yet. We have two Monday night games again. Um, I don't know if they're running concurrently again, though. I'm not sure. They probably are. I think, yes, I think they they're are. doing the staggered. Okay. 
No, it's the, it the same. Yeah, it's okay. the same. It's one seven fifteen Eastern, one's eight fifteen. That sucks because both yeah. of these games are good too. Freaking hell! Yeah. Damn, they're both interesting. So the uh, the uh, other thing about this week is there's eight games. At least by the as of the time I checked the, the spreads here about an hour and a half ago, there's eight games that have a six point point spread or higher. So there's a this is going to be. Ugh. The higher points wow. per games always mess with me. So wow, and there's only three late games on Sunday. Yeah, most of them are on the are the early one. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Two, four, six, eight, nine early games on Sunday. Yeah, if you if you're looking at the, the at the document there, actually, I've got it kind of. I put little lines in there so you can yeah. kind of. They're kind of separated, so it's a little easier to read for us. So I, I'm just bad at math. I know I could have just subtracted <laughs> one from ten, Andy, but I'm a dummy. <laughs> well, that, that's why. Yeah, that's why we don't let you handle this part no, of the, of the show, Axel. No, nope. <laughs> I like. I can extrapolate. Somebody else has got to get the hard data. <laughs> yeah, your analysis. That's exactly, what you are. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we're going to start off on Thursday night. San Francisco is going to host the Giants. The 49ers are favored by 10. And I am going to go first, and then Brett, and then Axel, and then we will, AI Solo will chime in after Axel. So I don't know what the hell. I don't really like the Giants, and I still really like the 49ers. I think the 49ers are going to win by at least 10. So I am going to stick with the big point spread and take the 49ers. Brett, oh, you're Brett, up. you're up. Sorry. Um, I'm up. Sorry. I'm up. <laughs> 10 points is a lot of points. Uh, I know that the Niners are at home. The Giants did not look great last week, although they did come back. Um, everything is telling me to take the Niners to cover. <sighs> I'm just going to do IA on this. I'm going to take the Giants plus 10. It's too many points. Ooh, guess what, Brett? I'm with you. Um, Danny is going to be dropping not too many dimes, but enough to make it into some sort of game. I just feel like the Giants are a crazy team. It's Thursday night football. But then again, this could end up being 49ers 56 to 3. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Giants, though. And let's, okay, you took the Giants here. Let me find the other. Okay, Solo says, short week, anything can happen. I could see the Giants keeping it close because they have the greatest coach of all time. Yep. Just kidding. I'm taking the Niners. Oh, damn. Next up, Brett is going to tell – oh, yeah, here's another fun one. The Jags are favored by nine and a half at home where the lowly Texans are coming to town. The Texans look absolutely terrible. Again, it's like every year Houston is bad, man. When are they going to – are they going to ever turn it around? How many times are they going to be underdogs by like 10 points? Uh, um, it is a divisional game. I think last year maybe they played some tight games. But man, the Texans just suck. Give me the Jaguars minus nine and a half. Damn, Brett. Brett's out. He got up for that review right there, folks. <laughs> B- I, I that was the, BTK style. 
I think the Texans are still paying the price for trading all those guys away for nothing. D Hop and all those guys were the the. I think they I think they got some kind of curse happened because of that because they had a couple decent years there and they traded away all their best players. So I don't know. Oh, I hate the I hate the Texans too. Mm. Yep, Axel, what are you yep, thinking? Yep. Matt Schaub ain't walking through that door, baby. Um, <laughs> that was his name, right? Matt Schaub. Yep. Um, Former Falcon too. Yeah, he was fucking good for one year. I remember that fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, look. I like uh, C.J. Stroud, the young Texans QB. They're not a good team, though. The Jags, I like the Jags, too. They're a fun team to watch. They kind of had their ass handed to them by the Kansas City defense. (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen here, but nine and a half points is a lot. So I'm going with the Texans. Solo says, I won't be watching this crap. High number, but give me the Jags. <laughs> oh, damn. Solo took yeah, I'm, both. Uh, okay. I, ooh, we're different on both of them. Even though the uh, even though the Jags last week, I mean, Trevor Lawrence literally uh, led his best receiver, Calvin Ridley, to almost get a concussion hitting the goalpost. I mean, it was just comical at times in that game, but I think the, I think the Jags – turn it around and i think they beat the tar out of the texans i i'm with brett the texans are bad and they're they're not gonna they're not gonna do shit not in this game axel up next here's a big one brett's falcons are going to detroit the lions are favored by three Mm. well the lions came crashing down to the reality of gino of ot gino is what we call him in new york baby he paid back ik um, that's a reference to the punch in the face for those who don't know. Manny knows though. Um, uh, I think the lions be lying and the Falcons be flying Falcons. Oh. Solo has got, let's see the Falcons gave me a heart attack last week. Their DBs are bad. They won't be able to stop the lions. The Regal Beagle is close for renovations. Solo takes the Lions minus the points. Oh, damn. Oh, no. You have me down for the Lions. Oh, I got the Falcons. Sorry. Falcons. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Solo's right. got the Lions. Falcons I was right. Solo's picking already. Damn. So Solo and I are going at it, and I'm and I'm picking first. I'm not even doing this on purpose. And this is then Brett and I are going to pick up the scraps after you two beat the tar out of each other. So I am also, I think the Lions are, like I said, they. I haven't picked the Lions yet, and I just don't like the three points there. I like and the Falcons. I like their ball control game. The Lions' defense is not also not very good. So, like he's saying, the Falcons' D backs are bad. The Lions' defense is really they show up in the stat line with sacks, but they're not that good. I take the Falcons. Well, this is the first road game of the year for the Falcons after two home games. I feel like this is. This is uh, tailor-made for a bit of a regression, especially after the Lions had a tough loss in overtime at home. They're definitely going to want to come back and and not lose two in a row. So I'm going Lions minus three. Oh, Brett. God damn you, Brett. God damn you. (laughs) Pick your team, for Christ's sake, Brett. Pick your team. Yeah, if, if the Falcons are 3-0, and you can still be happy about the wrong pick because the Falcons are 3-0. and You're letting them down, Brett. Them if they keep winning. 
<laughs> Perfect. Solo is going to tell us who's going to win when the Titans go visit the Browns. The Browns are favored by three in this game. Okay. Solo says the Titans are tough. The Browns are better than I thought. No chub, no rub. I'll take the Titans. Uh, that too soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the Titans are one of those 0-2 teams, aren't they? Or are they 1-1? One one? They're 1-1. One one. They're 1-1. One they one. won. Oh, they did win. That's right. That's yes. right. I actually like the Titans here. The Browns, I thought, I, I like the Titans with the three points. The Titans, I think, I don't know, they've, like I said, they won. I, I think of, I remember reading Tannehill showed some signs of life. Yeah, they beat the Chargers in overtime. But again, and, it's the Chargers. They they yeah. love to shoot themselves in the foot, man. Sad, dude, because Bobby A. Bear Jr. is great. Yeah. Well, that's I can't I can't wait till we get to their game this week because it's the battle of the teams that like to shoot themselves in the foot. But the uh, the Browns are not the same offense without Chubb. No. I I mean no. they make that team dynamic. I'm taking the Titans. Yeah, the Chubb loss is, is a tough one. He That's the same knee that he injured when he was at Georgia back Oof. in 2015, his sophomore year. Oof. He was able to come back and, and uh, get over 1,000 yards his, his next two seasons, though. So hopefully the same is true. He can bounce back. But I know he's obviously a lot older, and it's going to be tough. Um as far as this game goes, I don't have any trust in the Titans. I did pick them last week. I think they they can kind of jump up at times and, and play well, uh, especially at home. But they're on the road here. I just think Cleveland's a better overall team, and they're playing at home. I'm taking the Browns minus three. Wow. You got that. Um, are you going to come back from an injury like that? You lost the game to the Steelers, right? Uh, that was, That's their big uh, battle of Ohio, even though one of the teams is in Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> Week one, they actually played Cincinnati. Yeah, that's the battle of Ohio. Um, I, uh, to, in my mind, that's all just one big city, like Pittsburgh, Cleveland, uh <laughs> You know, Columbus, like all those cities, they're just one to me. It's just like I see all that stuff on on the left hand side of me, and on my right hand side is New York. That's how I grew the up. The city's the city is called LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> um, but no shit, that was a devastating. How do you respond? Right? Are you pumped up? You come in the Titans. They're not a great team, but I do think they have uh, good coaching. Um, I think that. You know, that's a lot. And I think Deshaun Watson does not look good, man. He just does not look good. I don't know if it's the offense. I don't know if it's not playing for like three years or however long that was. He just really, or it's just bad mojo, which this is a time I want to say. Did anyone else notice that um, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck we're not exactly complimentary to Deshaun Watson during the broadcast. Uh-huh. They were fucking ripping him a new asshole. And like they really they were their distaste was evident 
from the way they were calling that game. And it was mutual as though they had talked about it before the game. (laughs) Um, Oh, what a shame, huh? Yeah. And I just, I don't know, man. I just, that's the bad mojo. I historically had rooted for the Browns. I remember the Ernest Biner fumble and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, with Bernie Kozar and yeah. Webster Slaughter and those guys. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I would like shout out to Grandpa James. I would like the Browns to be a good team, but they made the worst trade maybe in NFL history, and they signed him to a ridiculous contract that I was listening to a podcast today that doesn't really even start paying him until next year. <laughs> so yeah. uh they could be royally screwed um and it's the bad mojo homes you know i'm not one to partake in that but sometimes you just look at the world and say things is the way they is and uh i'm gonna take the titans hey next up I am first, and we are going to talk about Axel's team. The Patriots are going to New York, or New Jersey, to play the Patriots. And the Pats are favored by two and a half on the road. And, man, you know, after hearing you and Solo talk about this game quite a bit on the early podcast, I was, I, I'm really questioning myself here. But, I mean, the, the Jets have lost 14 in a row to the Patriots. And that's gonna that is that is gonna change this week because the defense is gonna come around. They're gonna run the ball like they should. The the Jets still, like Solo said, they had they held the Cowboys to what five field goals. That defense, they're gonna eviscerate Mac Jones. And the I mean the, the Jets might only win by three points, but the Jets are gonna win this game. I'm taking the Jets. That defense is gonna carry him. I don't care if it's Zach Wilson. That defense is gonna make Mac Jones look like a fool. Jets all the way. Yeah, I, I like I like what you're saying, Andy. Um, it's less than a field goal. Pass minus two. Oh man, I want to take the Jets so bad. <sighs> the patch, the Patriots have not yet covered. In the first two weeks. So screw it. I'm taking the Jets plus two and a half. Oh, Lord. Lord Jesus, help me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know you've already said on two separate podcasts, both recorded today, that that the the, uh, the Pats were going to win this game like 50 to nothing. So I'm curious to see if this holds to your actual pick. Has it really been for it, it? The last time the Jets beat the Patriots was 2015, folks. Yeah, the uh, I have a quote here from uh, Garrett Wilson, like today on, on some radio show. He said, "Enough is enough." So he, it's obviously in the Jets locker room that they've lost this many in a row because he he was commenting about it. So yeah, actually swept them. It uh, I think didn't we wait? Hold on. No, no, no. Lost by lost by uh, seven. And then beat them by six. That was the last time um, Mark Sanchez was the quarterback. And he's a great, great announcer, Mark Sanchez. I'm really (laughs) enjoying him lately. And that's, uh, I don't know. I hope you're right, Andy. I, I hope, I hope you're right. I hope they let, I hope they go with the, um, 
the uh, backfield, like I'm talking about, just put Cook and Brees in the backfield, let Zach Wilson run like a option or some shit and start running and tossing little balls and don't even throw it past 10 yards, man. That, that you know, that's just what he should do. Uh, I don't know if the offensive line could move that fast. They got some big guys <laughs> on the Jets offensive line. I don't know if the team can play that way. I hope they can beat them, but I don't think they will. I'm gonna. I, I hate you, Bill Belichick, you bastard. I'm gonna take the Patriots. And you know, I watching that game, that Jets game. I forgot to say this when I was talking about my pick, but the and I think I said this comparison last year too, but I had forgotten about it till I remembered watching this game because Zach made some terrible things. But there was also every once in a while he showed this little sign of life that's like, oh, you can see where the potential is, but you know it's not going anywhere. Yeah. He really, really reminds me of Tavares Jackson from the Vikings from a few oh, years back interesting. where he had good legs, could run. Zach can throw the ball. Tavares could throw the ball a long ways. The accuracy wasn't always there. And then like four or five times a game, he would just make this play that would be like, what the fuck are you doing? So it's, I don't know. It's yeah. Zach. Is, it's just got what a frustrating player. He is. Nah, is Tavares just, Jackson available for the, for the Jets? I'd rather have him. Uh, Rest in peace. I think he might he might not actually. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> That's yeah. He he died. It was one of those tragic, unexpected deaths here a couple years ago. I think. Anyways, on that note, let's go to Solo's pick on this one, where he says, "I may be on Revis Island, but the Jets can win this game." He died in a Just car can't. crash. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Solo, but yeah. Oh man. He died in a car oh, crash. Rough. Yeah, I'm sorry, I think that family. Yeah, 2020. Oh, I, I remember it being a couple years ago because he's I, I, what maybe what what would he be 40 right now? Can't be much older. Yeah, than that. he was 36 when a Cama- Chevrolet Camaro he was driving left the roadway, struck a tree, and overturned. Oh, that's too sad. That's that I, I always remember sad. when he was with the Vikings. Everybody said actually said he was a super nice guy and a, a great person. So that even makes it sadder. Well, he definitely had a cooler okay. name than Zach Wilson. <laughs> That's a very cool name. Let's see, where was I? Oh, Solo. I may be on Rebus Island, but the Jets can win this game. Just, But I just can't see the Pats going 0-3. If Tim Boyle was starting instead of Zach, I would take the, I would still take the Pats. Me Give too. me New England. Agree with everything you said, Solo. Okay, next up is the game I was referencing earlier. The two teams that let's see who can shoot each other in the foot worse. The Chargers are coming up here and play at U.S. Bank Stadium and the Vikings. This line has actually switched. It was Chargers by one, and it is now Vikings favored by one. Brett, you are up. Well, I think this one's pretty easy for me. I think the movement is in the correct direction. I think the Vikings actually showed me a lot on that Thursday night game because I think they could have won the game. Uh, without all the self-inflicted wounds. And I expected them to get run out of the building, especially on the road on a Thursday night, and especially after they started out so terribly. Um, They made a game out of it, kind of. I mean, and they looked – they impressed me. They looked good enough to where I think they could be 2-0 and right now if not for all the turnovers. So I like them. Give me the Vikings minus one. I concur with everything Brett said. The Vikings are going to get it together, and the Chargers are not again, and they're unfortunately going to be 0-3. 
This is they're both zero and two. This is the battle of yeah. the zero and twos. Yep. <laughs> I, I, every time I read solos, I do a little pre-read because I don't I don't usually look at them until we start. So I do a pre-read quick while the f- person ahead is talking. Just that's where my laughter is coming from. San Diego at Minnesota have no clue who to take. One team will be zero and three unless there is a tie. If the Vikes don't turn the ball over, they will win. But can we guarantee that? Give me the opposite of who Brett takes. <laughs> oh shit. That's probably a pretty good strategy. Just <laughs> by rule. All this all but you don't want to take San Diego because they don't have a team in the NFL. So I don't know if you want to take San Diego. Or, oh, you're right. <laughs> well yeah, well solo. Well, yeah, I guess well, I guess we'll have to, we'll have to make sure we clue him in on that when he gets back. He's been in he's been over there a long time, so <laughs> I love yeah. Solo's little uh, haikus so much. When he comes back, I think you should still read his shit. Like he should just go away <laughs> for this part and or whisper them to you. Like he'll whisper them and then you'll say them. These are these little written ones are good. I know if there's weeks that I have to miss because I'm working, I'm gonna have to. He set the bar so high. I'm gonna he have did. to write a little sentence for somebody to read too. Um. Yeah, I'm. T- I'm obviously taking the Vikings. I. I still think they're. I still think there's a potential to be a decent team at least. And the Chargers are such a mess. Vikings at home. It's still the Vikings that play at home. Usually play well at home unless they run into a powerhouse team. So which the Chargers are not. So and I just wrote Chargers in the thing. I'm taking the. Oh, Vikings. that is not a good omen. I can't believe. I know. You I know. I am taking the Vikings. Oh, uh, let's see. Next up, Axel. Denver Broncos are going to Miami. The Dolphins are favored by six and a half. Yeah, I'm taking Miami on this one, man. I really like how Miami is playing. Um, I think their offense is spectacular. I think their defense is pretty ferocious. Uh, Love the head coach. What's his name again? Mike McDonald, right? McDaniel. McDaniel. I'm sorry. I was thinking Mike McDonald. Oh, Miami. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I keep forgetting. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Um, <laughs> God, I love that guy. Uh, he did. Oh, he did pig. Um, all right, it, that was kind of high though. It's more like pig. Um, yeah, come on, man. The Denver Broncos. You guys clued me into that game. Brett had a good rundown of it. I don't think their defense is very good. And I think that the Dolphins are going to eat them up. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Go Tua. Well, John Elway ain't limping through that door. Solo says the Dolphins win and cover. Nice. Yeah, there's no way. The Dolphins at least appear to be the class of the AFC right now. I can't bet against them, against Russ and his terrible Sean Payton-led Dolphins. Or Broncos. God, I am losing it tonight. Dolphins win and cover. Well, 2015 Russell Wilson ain't walking through that door. So, um, (laughs) yeah, the Broncos are bad. They hang in there with the commanders who are probably not a great team um, at home. But Miami's a different animal. Um, I think the the Dolphins are also 2-0 against the spread this year so far so a much better team give me the dolphins minus six and a half 
Next up, Solo is going to tell us about Buffalo going into Washington. The Bills are favored by six and a half. And Solo says the Bills dominated the Raiders, but Washington will play them tough. Commanders and the points. I cannot. I I think the Bills finally. I think they figured it out last week. I'm I'm taking the Bills and the points. It's only a touchdown. Bills will beat the Commanders by a touchdown. Washington is not terrible, but they're not as. Bills are gonna. Bills easy cover on this one for me. Agreed. Give me the Bills. They'll win by at least a touchdown. Yeah, Bills seem to be back. Resurgent commies. Not playing the greatest teams. I'm going to go with the Bills to cover on this one. I said it right, right? Yep, Bills to cover. Okay, good. And to win. And to win. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I will start us off, and the Saints are going to Green Bay. Packers favored by two. And what I just said maybe, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes ago, that I will still refuse to give the Packers credit. I'm refusing to give the Packers credit. I don't think they're as good as what people think they are. I think the Saints are a little better. I know Carr and company didn't look real good at the beginning of that game, but they started to look pretty decent at the end of the game, at the, near the end of that game. They've got some receivers. Carr figured out, hey, if I throw it to this Olave guy, I might get some positive yards. I like the Saints to win in Green Bay. Um, exactly what Andy said, except the exact opposite, because I, I think the Packers are probably a little better and the Saints are not as good as people think. Of course, I am extremely biased against the Saints, so this is <laughs> probably just my bias coming in, but I like the Packers at home, minus two. So these two teams actually are exact opposites for us. The <laughs> Packers are my most hated team, the Saints are your most Yeah, this, I like it. <laughs> well... I'm going with the Saints on this one. Uh, I don't know about love. I don't know about love. But I like Derek Carr on the Saints. I like that they're still using Taysom Hill. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, Solo said he was not impressed with Carr on Monday night. Packers should win at home. Give me the pack. Next up, Brett gets to tell us about this uh, Colts-Ravens game in Baltimore, and the Ravens are favored by seven and a half. I, I, don't, I don't have to talk about this game, right? Just give me the Ravens minus seven and a half. Is Richardson, like Baltimore. Is Richardson playing? He shouldn't be. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. It wouldn't change my pick one way or another. I think the I think Baltimore is the class of the AF, you know, AFC. Oh, I had them going to the Super Bowl, but I think they're definitely the class of their division right now. And uh, I think we'll take care of business. For a second, when you said Baltimore, I was like the Baltimore Colts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ravens look like they got it together. Colts are falling apart. Lamar will run it and score some TDs. That's my Heath-like haiku. I'll take yeah, the Ravens. Solo says, Tony's showing flashes, but concussions, man. Tough to be a running quarterback in this league. Ravens look good, but are they this good? 
Well, this week they better be. I'm taking the Ravens. All yeah, right. I think the, uh, everything you everything you guys said. I'm yeah, Ravens. This is an easy pick. Ravens cover this one. Next up, Axel. Here's a twelve and a half point spread where, where the Bears are going to try and wow. go to Arrowhead and I don't know even stay on the field. Twelve and a half. The Chiefs are favored over the Bears. Holy carumba! I don't know about this, man. I mean, twelve and a half points. They did just beat the Jaguars by, what, eight points? Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bears are definitely that much worse than the Jaguars. But that's a lot of points. But, man, Fields looks awful. That whole offense looks in disarray. I don't think the defense is very good. I think that the Bears are going to maybe have the first pick again. I'm going to the Chiefs cover two weeks in a row, baby. Yeah, solo. Here's the solo haiku. Man, the Bears suck. I would love to say that they keep it close and we get a fun Fields versus Mahomes game. But has Fields gotten worse? The Bears' defense is atrocious. Chiefs win by 50, 53 to 3. Solo's even throwing numbers out there. So, yeah, this, I hate taking the point spread this big, but I can't. The, the Bears look so bad. And the Chiefs are still the Chiefs, even if they're not quite firing on all cylinders yet. Chiefs cover and win. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the bear uh, the Bears seem very bad, obviously, and the Chiefs seem like a contender, obviously. But that's just too many points. Twelve and a half this early in the year. The Chiefs notoriously struggle to cover. Um, This could be a backdoor cover where they're where they're up by 17 and, and the Bears score a late touchdown or something. So give me the Bears plus 12 and a half. And now we got we got another huge point spread. Solo's going first this time, and he's talking about his Cowboys. They're going to Arizona, and the Cowboys are favored by 12 on the road. Solo says the Cowboys historically have had trouble in Arizona, but they should they should win easily, but it's the NFL. Love to love the boys to win, but the spread is too high. Screw it. Give me the boys. So Solo takes the Cowboys. I can't. I hate this one, too. Another 12-point spread, but the the cards are not good. And the Cowboys, like I say, I think the Cowboys are the best team in the league right now. I think the Cowboys win this. I mean, if they decimated the Jets last week, the Cardinals' defense is pathetic compared to the Jets. The Cowboys are going to, even if Dak doesn't, throw a pass they're going to win by 20 i've got cowboys cover the cowboys might be the best team in the league but nfl teams usually don't win in blowout fashion three straight weeks and they're they're on the road i think they're going to come back a little bit probably still win the game but give me the points um dobbs has been playing his heart out hasn't he over there in uh, Phoenix or Arizona, where whatever they're called these days, or St. Louis. Unfortunately, Micah Parsons is going to rip that heart out this week. And sorry, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think so. And even though this is a throwback divisional game, because the, I still oh, associate right. the Cardinals as being in the same division as the Cowboys and the Eagles and the Giants. Um. 
I am going to go with the Cowboys here. They're fierce, man. Let's see. Next, I am up first this time. Carolina at Seattle, where the Seahawks are now favored by six. Uh, and, uh, oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Seahawks favored by six. The Panthers are, you know, they showed some signs of life on Monday night, I thought. and But the Seahawks did, too. At home, God, I, I hate taking all these big point spread teams, but God, do I take the Seahawks one more time? You know, screw it. I'm going to take the Seahawks. I think they figured it out. They've got too much firepower for Carolina. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Oh, man, this is a tough one for me. This line is pretty good. Um, I could go either way. Um so give me give me the uh, give me the underdog again. Give me the Panthers plus six. Um, well, the Panthers played a good game against the old Saints, but were not triumphant. I don't think they're very good. But they're trying, and and the uh, the. Short man playing quarterback. <laughs> no, that shouldn't be mean. <laughs> um, Bryce Young. I'm rooting for you, Bryce. But I think the Seahawks are getting getting into a rhythm. It's in Seattle. I'm going to take the Seahawks. I'm going to take my man Gino here. And uh, Heath agrees with you. Hawks are going to be too much for the visiting Panthers. Hawks minus the number. All right. Okay, Brett, you're going to tell us about the Sunday night game here. The Steelers are marching out to Las Vegas. The Raiders are favored by two and a half. Man, the Steelers have been disappointing. Um, the defense found a way to win on Monday night, last night. Uh, I, I, I have a lot of faith in Tomlin. I still think that they're going to get it together and be a contender this year. I can't say the same about the Raiders. Maybe getting on the road will be good for them. I think they played two home games to start the year. That game was in Pittsburgh last night, wasn't it? Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so this is the first game on the road. Maybe that'll be good for them to kind of uh, refocus. So, yeah, give me the Steelers plus two and a half. All right, this is going to be fun. I haven't. Um, I like watching the Steelers and I, you know, a Huss loves the Steelers, but I heard a fun fact on Peacock and Williamson today, which is that the Steelers did not have an offensive play inside the Browns 30 yard line, the entire game (laughs) and they won the game. Um, yeah, you know, Pickett did not look – he made a few nice throws to Pickens, but man, most of that game he did not look very good. No, he did not. He did not look very good. And that touchdown was very reminiscent of the Garrett Wilson touchdown from Zach Wilson, wasn't it? Where <laughs> they totally – they kind of bopped two defenders into each other, did a little <laughs> spin move, and uh, they ran it uh, home. But, yeah, um, Pickens was even more wide open on on his touchdown – uh, than Garrett Wilson was, but um, yeah, I don't have much faith in the Steelers' offense, but their defense is ferocious. I haven't seen the Raiders a lot. I don't really know who to pick here, 
So I, I, I really, I'm going to watch this game because I'm interested to, I don't know, Jimmy G, man, you know, um, I'm, I, I'm just, you know, TJ Watt looked so good. I'm going to pick him. I'm going with the Steelers. Stolo says Steelers, baby for you, a dash. He must be getting a little tired by this time in the notes. So yeah, that, was, that was a little that was a little brief. <laughs> the kitchen's getting hot, dude. He had to no. write that outside in the uh, <laughs> in the den or something. I don't know. The, the heat in that kitchen must have started to give him a little heat stroke or yeah, something. I'm not got sure. too many beers from the uh, this the uh, <laughs> from the vending machine. The vending yeah. machine. Yeah. I don't know why I can't say vending machine. I don't know. I keep on wondering. Uh, you know, dispensary. I, I still haven't forgiven the Ravens or the Raiders from last year because I picked them time and time to win and they always disappointed me until they prove me wrong i'm betting against them steeler i'm gonna take the steelers here the defense oh, is wow. too good we all take the steelers Let's see axel the first monday night game well Fun. i'm not sure if this is the early one or not the but the eagles are going to tampa eagles by five and a half wow this is a fun game I really damn I wish that this fuck one of these fucking games was on earlier because when you look at the late games it's Bears Chiefs Cowboys Cards Panthers Seahawks eh, right yeah like I want one of these other games uh, on on earlier either one of the Monday night games or this or the Sunday night game would have liked on the late side or something but because uh, I like ah Eagles Bucks, um, yeah I don't know I don't I can't think that the Bucks are for real and I think that the Eagles are to- or fine tuning the machine. I still think they're a really good team though their schedule last year was bullshit. We all know that they still were a really good team. So I hate to say it, um, but I'm going to Wawa and I'm taking the fucking Eagles. Dolo says it would be so nice if Baker beats the Eagles, but it's not happening. Eagles win by 10. Yeah, this game is tough. The uh, This is the battle of the teams the Vikings have played both weeks. The Vikings lost to Tampa by three, and they lost to the Eagles by six. And that's kind of right where that spread is. So I think uh, I think the only thing that kept the Vikings in that game against Philly was Kirk Cousins and Jefferson with their throwing and uh, Baker Mayfield is not Kirk cousins. I think the Eagles win this game and they, it by at least a touchdown. Come on, Brett, take the bucks. So the, I have an issue with the Eagles because they scored a touchdown against the Vikings with like four and a half minutes left to go up by 12 and they kicked the extra point instead of going for two. Now, why would you do that? The only difference between 12 and 13 points is if you were worried that the Vikings would score three more times and you're protecting against them getting two field goals and a touchdown to tie the game. Otherwise, just go for the ex- go for the two-point conversion and go up by 14. And if they score a touchdown, then you're still up by seven, which they did score a touchdown. And they were only up by six, and the Vikings had a chance to get you know, get an onside kick or something and actually win that game. So I don't, I, I'm not, that was strange. Mm. I don't know if the head coach is like 
relying on someone to tell him what to do in that situation, but that's kind of dumb. Like, and I, I just came, I came away from that game. There was a couple other times where the, the head coach just looked kind of like, I was, I was unimpressed with the Eagles basically. Ooh. And, uh, you know what? It's probably just something that rubbed me the wrong way. I, I was rooting for the Vikings to come back. I wish they had either come all the way back or lost by seven. But, of course, neither <laughs> one of those things happened. <laughs> but you know what? The Eagles have been kind of unimpressive both games so far, even though they're 2-0. and um, So, you know, I'm just going to roll the dice and say uh, maybe Baker Mayfield can cover here. Give me the Bucks plus five and a half. There you go. AI. I don't I don't I don't hate that pick. I mean the Bucks are so I've watched a lot of both of their games. Well, obviously the whole Vikings game and, and they they're they're de- I mean they still got a lot of those defensive players that took them to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. That's that their defense has got some players. That's uh, to me it's all about what Mayfield can do. So I th- I'm excited to watch that game and excited to watch the last game. And Solo is gonna tell us about what he thinks about the Rams going to Cincinnati. The Bengals are favored by one and a half. Solo says the Bengals are so disappointing. They killed me last week, both in fantasy and financially. Bengals should win. They can't fall to 0-3, but will Burrow play? Give me the Rams at this point in the week. Man, this one, I just, whew. I can't have a hard time going against the Bengals again, especially to the Rams team that that uh, was so bad last year. And I really haven't watched the Rams play much this year. So I don't know what to, man, oh man, oh man. I just don't know. You know what? I'm going to stick with the Bengals one more week. I, th- I think they, th- they turn it around here again and I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to bet against the Bengals here. Um, one and a half is a tiny number. So give me the Bengals. Um, all right. I have the final pick of the night and I like what he said at this point in the week, uh, what's going on with Joe Burrow from what I understand in the post game conference, he was not very positive about his injury and, um, it seems to have taken, uh, it seems to have had an effect on his play. And that is the offense there, right? I mean, I don't even know who their fucking backup is. Who's their backup? Kyle Trask? Um, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know who their backup is. Um, God, now I have to look it up. Thanks a lot, people. But you can keep talking. I'll look it up. Oh, okay. Um, I, uh, I am going to go with the Rams here. I think they're for real. I think they're a for real team, um, and I think they're well coached, and I think that dude, what's his name, Paco, fifteen yep. receptions. What the fuck? I should have picked him up in fucking fantasy. Why didn't I do that? I tried to, and I think uh, a hustler did too. But solo outbid both of us. Yeah, good for him. I'm gonna go with the. I like the resurgent Rams as a storyline here, so I'm going with the Rams, and the Bengals are gonna be zero and three. So their backup, that's Bengals backup is Jake Browning. It's oh. his first year out of University of Washington. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know. Maybe he all of a sudden becomes a superstar. What do you think? It's Bra- the 
Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, you said you were taking the Rams, right? I'm taking the Rams. Yep. That concludes you said it, the folks. Bengals are going to go 0 and 3. Yeah. And you had them finishing third in their division in your preseason picks, I remember. Mm, there we go. Coincidence? I think not. I think I have B-S-E-E-S-J. <laughs> um, well, listen, I always like to look at the games, and I forgot to do it. So let's look at these early games. What's the best early game? I'll be watching the Patriots at the Jets, but that Chargers-Vikings is a good game. Um, I think those. I think those are the two best games on there. Yeah, they probably are. Falcons Lions is a good game too. Yeah, our that teams, could be a lot of fun too. Yep. I think our teams are pretty good. Yeah, I don't like this three <laughs> late games. What the fuck? Bears, Chiefs, Cowboys, Cards, Panthers, Seahawks. I'm already like, why? Yeah. Uh, I wonder I'll, what goes into that decision because right now you're having all 16 team play. No one's on a bye. You yeah, have I don't know. 16 bro. games. All 32 teams are playing. Why are there only three late games? Yeah, 10 early games. What the? It doesn't make sense at all. Mm. I don't. Well, nine. But, well, you know, maybe yeah. we just we it's discount still, the regionality of it all. Oh, you're right. You know? Nine. I forgot the Thursday night game. Sorry, yeah, nine. Still, just that's where they get the ratings. So, yeah, it has to be. It has to be yeah. rating related, isn't it? Yeah, they. I mean, like I said, anytime I look at this shit and I'm like, "What the fuck?" I'm always like, "I gotta trust that they have crunched the numbers." It's the NFL. They're making bazillions over bazillions up in here. They got well. the cash money. I know they're experimenting with the two Monday night games, but I don't know if it's uh, like been it. a successful experiment so like far. It. And I even it's, like it worse when on the main feed, they go double. They do the two boxes for like 15 minutes while you're yeah, watching. Yeah, they did that for a long time <sighs> last night. I was surprised. They're trying to sell it. See, they're yeah. trying to... I think that they might possibly start doing even more games on Monday night. And and they they might try to create like two days, you two know what days I'm saying? Two days out of the week, yeah. Yep. So there's like four games on Monday night, and then which might not be terrible because you could pay attention to more of the games on Sunday. But what they would do, you know, what they would do, they would start on Eastern time. They'd start one at six, one at seven, one at eight, and one at nine. There you go. They would stagger them all one after the other. So then you yep. you'd have six or seven hours of game watching. Yep. And then, well, I have a better idea. How about they force America into a four-day work week and they just take Monday and they put it <laughs> yes. on at four o'clock and seven o'clock? I love you, Brett. That's what I think. You a. just solved it. You just yep. solved it, Brett. That's why we call you AI, man. <laughs> that's what. Let's just end the podcast on that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been a great show. We're going to be looking forward to watching football again this weekend. I can't wait to watch it again with my son that's going to be cool oh but he did join uh cub scouts so i i might have to go on an overnight in which i will miss a day of watching football for the first time in many years but i will do it for my kid so well i will have to maybe not go on the podcast that week because i'll just keep on saying i didn't see that game but um <laughs> anyway any anything else for you guys that you want to say ando brett 
just that I can't wait because hopefully next week Mr. Solo will be making his triumphant return. Yes. And hopefully oh. he will bring his return of his power rankings because I want to see what his European power rankings are going to be. So oh. I can, I cannot wait till he gets back. That's a that's a challenge to you Solo. You need the power rankings heavily, for, for heavily your overseas European power rankings. Influenced. Yep. Yes. yes. He's got the info over there. The check no. Yeah. Yep. Well, do we do we have anything for the love seat? I don't know that I really have a whole lot of college. I don't really have much either. All right. I wasn't able to watch most of the college games, so. Solo will revive the love seat. Yes. You know, he'll bring you guys. He'll comfort you. He'll put Andy on the left, Brett on the right, squeeze you tight, and talk about Coach Prime all night. (laughs) Yes. That's my haiku (laughs) for the day. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. DVRpodcast.com, patreon.com slash DVR. Y'all rock. Peace out. Welcome to East New York.